you're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Gazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Welcome to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast, boys. Thank you for tuning in, and if you're new, thanks for joining in. We're here to just help you dominate your fantasy football leagues and just make you look like an expert, the Einstein of your league. I am Matt Yaz, your host, joined by Daniel DeCenza and Clifton Gill. Boys, we are 10 hours away from the first football game. How are you guys feeling? Can't wait. It's starting to go a little bit slower at a time. I'm just looking so forward to it. Football's finally back, a game that counts. Yep, it's the week. You get to start looking at matchups. You can actually analyze the players and it gives you a little more info. I'm ready to go. It is Christmas Day today. That's what it feels like to me. But guys, uh, again, follow that Twitter. We need four more followers, and we're giving away $50 to a random follower. It's free money, so get that out there and have that chance at Die Hard Podcast. Dan is whispering the handle to me because I always forget. So thank you, Dan. And hit the subscribe, hit the follows, hit the share, review, so you get the notifications when we post. Tell all your friends about us. Yep, but thank you guys for for coming in. But today, guys, we're going to be going over the news of the day, a couple questions from listeners, random thought of the day, and we are doing our start, sit, and sleeper at every position. So I'm pretty excited. Not every position, not kicker. Well, not kicker. Not defense either. either. Uh, The main guys, I guess. Guys, we'll go ahead and get the news of the day. Not really much to talk about. Only a couple things on here. Uh, Curtis Samuel likely to be out week one with a groin injury. So just be looking for that. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire says he's ready for week one. Brandon Ayuk, questionable. So if you see him out... I'd say bump up Debo Samuel, big time, and George Kittle. Absolutely, Debo is definitely a, a upgrade if Ayuk does not play. Yeah, Kittle too. Yeah, he's the main beneficiary from that one, definitely Debo Samuel. Um, and before we get into the random thought of the day, that's that's it for the news of the day, by the way, boys. But before we get into the random thought of the day, make sure you take your Thursday players out of your flex position. You always want to leave that spot open just in case injuries uh, especially COVID happening happening now, so you have the option to play different positions instead of having to stick with the receiver or running running back at that position. Yeah, right. I mean, there's no nothing wrong with putting Dalvin Cook in your flex if he's playing later on, and then you you put in your you know your lower rated your lower running back your running back three in that position. So this is why you're not locked into a running back at flex at once he's already played. I like that. That hasn't crossed my mind this year yet. I'm not in yeah. that mode yet. Y'all are. That's a little drop of knowledge for you guys out mm-hmm. there. So Sunday night or, mon- honestly, your latest flex player, if it's a Monday night player, put them in your flex so you have the opportunity to be able to, you know, be flexible at that spot. Pretty That's much. why it's called a flex. That's why it's there. Guys, uh, Dan, I think we have a c- couple questions from some listeners, so let's hear them. Yeah, we do. So we got one here from... Gavin underscore Jenks nine from Monroe, California. Uh, I'm sorry, Monroe, North Whoa. Carolina. <laughs> uh, he wants to know with Wentz playing in Week One, is Pittman a viable fantasy option? Yes, he is, especially with Ty Hilton out. Uh, I I like I like it. I, I think he's going to be the number one on that team. He's going to have the most targets on that team. So I like that start, especially now. 100%, and I'm going to keep it short because I will touch on that. I love that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a viable option. I think he's a 
breakout player this year. Honestly, I like him in a flex, even if even if Wentz wasn't playing. Yeah, I I, I like his uh, I like the matchup this week, and I just like him like I said as a breakout definitely. All right. So the next one is from Smooth Locks from Paradise, Nevada. <laughs> he wants to know Callaway, Mar- Marquez Callaway, or LaVisca Chenault for his flex. And I'll take this one first. Um, I do like Callaway a lot this year, but I absolutely love Chenault as a breakout this year. Um, Callaway, I'm not in love with his matchup. Green Bay was seventh against wide receivers last year. They gave up the seventh least amount of points to wide receivers last year. You know, he's he, w- with him being the number one, he's probably going to have Jair on him, Jair Alexander. Um, Chenault, he just looked great in the preseason, and I think Trevor is just going to look for him all day. To me, this one is pretty easy. I love, love Chenault. Wow, Dan. I was when you asked the question, I was like Callaway, bang. You just you just uh, persuaded me to I think go uh, Lavishkus. Well, I'll be on the opposite side. I'm going Callaway. I think they're still gonna have to pass the ball. They're gonna have to throw it to someone, and I don't think Jair. I don't think Callaway's such a threat where Jair's gonna follow him all game. I think he's gonna stick to one side, lock that side of the field down. Uh, I, I would go Callaway. Okay, so I hope with us us being in disagreement that we helped you out there. (laughs) (laughs) Pick your poison, uh, smooth locks. But, yeah, I mean, I I do like Dan's side, but I just think they have to throw the ball to someone. Speaking of smooth locks, um, I don't know him at all. Um, He he just tweeted us the question, so I ended up looking on his Twitter, and uh, it seems like he's he's giving out um, his betting picks for free. Okay. So all you betters out there – if, if you're in the betting and you want some free picks, he said he's going to give out his picks for free to prove himself. So, hey, go go see what he can do. Follow him a little bit and then see see how he does. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to check him out. All right. I might have to hit, hit him up for a parlay for week one. But, guys, that's it for the questions. Uh, thanks for those. Hope we helped out a little bit. And guys, if you have any questions, like I said, we will answer them on there. Um, if not, we can't. If we can't get to them on here, we will definitely hit you guys back on Twitter um, at Die Hard Podcast. Let's go ahead and get to the random thought of the day, though. Uh, I'll go ahead and break it out, and Dan, you're gonna love this. So I I was asleep on Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for the Jags, big time as a fantasy as fa- as far as fantasy finishes go. Since 2011. A quarterback being selected as the number one pick in the draft that played all 16 games never finished outside of the top 13. Nice. Here are all the finishes from the QBs drafted as the first pick in the draft. 7, 13, 8, and 4. So this they have to play all 16 games, though. That's the thing of it because uh, Baker, mm. he started, I think he came in week three, and he finished outside that, so I didn't count him. But the four that did finish, Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, Andrew Luck, and Jameis Winston. So long, so long. Lawrence plays all games. He will be a top fifteen quarterback. Music to my ears because he was my number one draft pick in Dynasty. It took him with the seventh overall pick, mm-hmm. and very happy with him. I thought that was pretty interesting. I was asleep on him, and then that changed my mind big time. So I like that. That's a good stat. Good to know. All right, um, I'll, I'll go with mine. Um, my friend the other day asked me, he told me he couldn't make his draft. It was an online draft. Something came up. He couldn't do it. So he asked me to do it. And it was a keeper league. 
And um, this is I'm gonna give is tell everyone out here why I am not a fan of the keeper league. So if you're drafting up at the front of the draft, first three or four picks, it's fantastic for a keeper league. If you're at the back of the draft, not mm. so much. So as an example, the guy picking first kept Christian McCaffrey. First picked Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Second guy kept Devontae Adams. First pick, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Third guy kept Derrick Henry and drafted DeAndre Hopkins. Great start. Mm-hmm. I had the 10th pick. So by the time it came to me, he did keep <laughs> Cook, which is great. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was the top player on the board. Not bad, not a bad start. Yeah. But to me, it's such an imbalance from because you get to keep those stud players and then you're getting to draft the best three, four, five players that didn't get kept from last year. It's just a competitive disadvantage to me. I don't like it, and I will never be in a keeper league. So does it? you only keep one player? You can only you? keep one player. Oh, I love okay. dynasty leagues where you keep your whole team and you build a team. Yeah. But to me, when you can only keep one, it's just way too much of an advantage to be drafting up at the top. And it puts the people, the players that draft in like the last four spots are really in a, in a hole. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I've never been in a keeper league, but yeah, that I I don't like the idea of not having much of a draft. And even mm-hmm. with dynasty, the only good part is, like you said, you get to build a team. Yeah. Anyways, since we don't have time to talk about all the sleepers today, I'm gonna mention a, two sleepers that just missed the cut and are the honor, honorable mentions today. Oh, some bonus material. Oh, watch mm-hmm. out! Watch out! Cliff's locks of the week. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're definitely gonna be solid, valuable players to, uh, this week, no doubt. Safe floors. Melvin Gordon is gonna be the first guy. He's playing the Giants. He should be in one of his biggest roles for the year because um, what's his name? Javante Williams is gonna have to earn a spot, so he should have a large role. And then, you know, 15 touches or whatever it is, is plenty good to um, get valuable touches against the Giants. Mm -hmm. Corey Davis, uh, Wilson has loved him all preseason. And with Crowder and Moore maybe being questionable, his volume will be good. And Wilson will sling it plenty enough times against the Panthers. And I just like the scenario surrounding Davis this week. Yeah, I like Davis a lot. I actually, in one of my leagues, I have a... A conundrum. I don't know if I should start Debo Samuel or Corey Davis. I'm on the fence. I'll have to make a decision by Sunday, but I do love Davis a lot this week. I say if Crowder and Moore both miss, I might side with Davis, but mm-hmm. then, of course, if Ayuk misses. Yeah, tough yeah. choice. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. I, I like the 49ers matchup better, but I can see them because they play the Lions. I just see them going out and dominating and just yeah, running the ball uh, yeah. out. So, yeah, pick your poison. Guys, that looks like that's it from the random thought of the day. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our start-sit-sleeper positions, and let's go ahead and start at the quarterback. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll kick us off. I got Jalen Hurts. He is my start of the week. The Eagles play the Falcons week one, which we saw a lot of points being put up against them last year. This will be a high-scoring game with both defenses not being good. Jalen Hurts over-under rushing line is 48.5. Expect a big game from Jalen Hurts. With authority. Okay, that's a that's yeah, that's a st- uh, ballsy little start pick right there. I, I just see a high scoring game. I think the over under was at around 49, 48 and a half. So both bad defenses, both both going to be putting up some points. 
I my start of the uh, week for QBs is I think going to be the number one QB, much less a start of the week. And it's Lamar Jackson. It's a beautiful matchup against the Raiders on Monday night. He should do whatever he wants, honestly. I just hope it's not too big of a blowout. But if the Raiders do put up some points, I definitely think he has an easy chance of being the number one QB. He's going to run all day, and I do think he's going to be able to pass. So look for the touchdowns to be a bunch for Lamar. All right. I, I, I don't hate that one. I'm not the biggest Lamar fan this year. but I like the matchup. Yeah, I do like the matchup. So I think mine could actually be the number one as well of the whole entire week. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. And I love this matchup. I think this is going to be an extremely high-scoring game. Vegas thinks so as well. With who do the, they play? They they're play playing the Titans. Titans. Yeah, okay. So mm. one of the reasons why I really love this, besides the fact that I expect a lot of points, Titans. And this is this is last year. I know defense has changed, but this is pretty much really all we have to go on at this point in the year. They gave up the fifth most points to quarterbacks last year. And... I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyler in, in this kind of a shootout, three TDs, you know, maybe maybe two two touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown. I can definitely see, a, you know, close, closing in on 300 yards passing. Really love him this week. Super high on him. All right. I like it. So That's we have Jalen, Lamar, and Kyler as the start of the week. So lock, it, lock it in, folks. Let's go ahead and go to the sits, This who, who you should probably veer from if you can. Uh, mine is going to be Tua Tagovailoa. He's going against a well-rounded Patriots defense. A lot of their guys are coming back. A divisional matchup at the page at Gillette Stadium at the Patriots. Both good defenses. I expect a low-scoring game and just a defensive battle. Miami's defense is good. Going against Mac Jones, I I see like a 17 to 14 game. All right, I like that. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Herbert, and this Oof. isn't so much of a sit because Dang. I know if you if you drafted him, you probably drafted him high, and you almost got to play him. So it's more of like a fade. Temper, no, temper yeah, your expectations. Temper your expectations. And the reason why I say that is uh, last season, you know, I'm going back to last season, Washington, the third least amount of points allowed to quarterbacks in fantasy last year. I don't see that changing at all. If anything, I think their defense might have even gotten better. Um, I, I do expect L.A.'s line to be better this year, but I, I can see Herbert being under pressure a lot. And I, I just can see that uh, Washington also had gave up the second fewest passing yards in the NFL last year. Their secondary is really good, and I think a lot of that does have to goes back to the pressure. I think that Herbert, this is going to be a low-scoring game, I think, and I think Herbert might be in for a long day here. Chase Young might be up in his room yeah, all day exactly. Long. Yeah, that defense is elite. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he might struggle a little. My set of the week is Baker. He's kind of, you know, in that QB 12 range. So, if you didn't draft a QB very early, mine's going to be Sit Baker. He, uh, you might think he has a good game script when you look at, oh, he's playing the Chiefs. Well, I, I don't think it's going to be a good game script at all. I see them running a lot to keep. Um, the ball out of Patrick's hand, mm-hmm. and then when Patrick does get the ball, I think he's gonna get it. He's gonna have it for a while. So I don't see the uh, enough passes being there, and I just don't think it's gonna be enough opportunity to put up good numbers as a QB one. I I do agree with all your points there, but I'm also wondering a little bit: is that some uh, Browns hate because you're a Steelers fan? Here we go again. <laughs> the Homer pick is in. All right. Well, those are the sits. We have Tua. Baker and 
Herbert. Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, but guys, let's go ahead and go to the sleeper picks. Uh, Dan, go ahead, start us off at QB. Who's your sleeper? I'm gonna go with this. Is might shock a couple people, but I'm gonna go with Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds funny, but I, I'm gonna try to back up what I say. No, we'll see. We'll I, see if I I'm do right. like it. Let's hear it. So. Number one, revenge game. I I do believe that there's something to do with the revenge game. I think Darnold's going to want to go in there and show the Jets who he could have been if he didn't have one of the worst coaches in NFL history coaching him. I Also, if you look at the Jets, 28th pass defense last year ranked, terrible secondary. They gave up the third most passing yards in the whole league last year. I do expect them, the Jets to be a better team this year. I don't think they're going to be that much better. Uh, I, I don't see the Jets winning this game, and I think Darnold's actually going to have a really big game. Yeah, Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson combo. Yes, both of them. Both team. of them. Yeah, both in the revenge game. I, I, that's the best point you made. The revenge game. That <laughs> yeah, is, is that is a true thing. I, I swear. <coughs> but my sleeper is Trevor Lawrence. He's going to show why he was drafted number one. I think. I really do. He's playing the Texans. Great matchup. Maybe the best matchup you can have. And the Jags are just going to score a lot. It's going to be a shootout, I think, because t- if Texans can score, it will be this week because I don't like Jags' defense that much either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's a gravy matchup. Go show them what you're about, Trevor. I, I like that pick. Uh, my sleeper coming in is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's playing against the Lions, one of the worst defenses in the league. Expect two passing touchdowns. Uh, Lions also have uh, a terrible defense. I said that twice. Um, and then the return of George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, Ayuk possibly being healthy. He's got weapons. He's going to light it up. Yeah, I, I was looking at Jimmy G when I was you know, going over everyone and seeing who I wanted to pick. The only thing that worries me a little, and I do agree with everything you said, but the only thing that worries me a little bit, I think they're going to be so far ahead in this me game, too. the game script might not be there for them. I, yeah. I could see a big game from Mostert maybe, and even Trey Sermon some. That's the only thing. I mean, you got to play him. I mean, he's, it's a great matchup. Yep. All right, so our sleepers were Jimmy G. I keep forgetting, guys. Trevor Lawrence was mine. Trevor Lawrence. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the running backs. Uh, start of the week. Mine is Gus Edwards. He's playing against the Raiders on Monday night with a 50-point over-under. Vegas, uh, I mean, they're, they're not a great defense. The Ravens are going to feed the ball to Gus. Last year, the Raiders let up the fourth most fantasy points per game and almost five yards per rush attempt. All aboard the Gus bus. <laughs> I like it. Start of the week. My my start is going to be the Mostert. The Mostert bus. Okay. <laughs> okay. You like that? We need a new name for him. <laughs> this might be the best week. That almost rhymed. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new name. But no, seriously, this might be the best week for Mostert owners. Just kind of like Melvin Gordon. It's because... Trey Sermon will have to gain that spot and, you know, overcome some of the work uh, load that Mostert will get. So he should have more carries this week. And then the the Lions, sorry, I had a brain fart <laughs> on who they were playing. I knew it was a bad team. I couldn't bring it up, though. Your all-timers kicked in? Yeah, bad. But the Lions, it, it's going to be, I, I love the game script, just like mm-hmm. why, why we didn't like maybe Garoppolo, the bad thing about that. But I'm going Mostert. I like that pick. I like it. 
I'm going to go with James Robinson. I'm on this train this week. Choo-choo. Yeah, I mean, he, he can be a bust, too, if we want, you know. We can make him a bust. I really like him $6,400 in uh, DraftKings, so if you're playing DFS out there, I think that's great value. Uh, the Texans gave up 160 yards a game on average last year. That is just rushing. Rushing. Wow. Yeah, really bad. And somehow they weren't the worst defense against the <laughs> the, the running backs. And fantasy wise, they were second worst. Okay. So I don't I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> I, I I do think that there will. I know you picked Trevor as your sleeper, and and I'm not saying that's wrong, but I could I could see them trying to protect Trevor a little bit, utilize the run game a little bit more since it's his first game. I think Robinson is in for a humongous game, and I really really love him this week. He's my start of the week. Okay. I love it. So, Gus, James Robinson, and Raheem Mostert. I remembered all three this time. I was paying attention. Guys, we'll go ahead and go into the sit of the week. All right. I'm kind of cheating on this. I'm going Zach Moss and Singletary. You're not cheating. That's okay. That's That's a little. uh, Yeah, I just wanted to fit them both in because I feel the same exact way about both. It's We don't know who's going to be in the, the workhorse, so give it a week, let it see, and then maybe week two, week three play, depending on who plays the most. But the Steelers, their defense, <laughs> <laughs> their defense is crazy, and you're not going to get much even if you do play a lot. So I'm avoiding this, too many red flags. Yep, avoid the backfield. I mean, that, that was going to my random thought of the day yesterday when I was talking about just avoiding it in general, and then you're going against a top three uh, defense Top four defense, yeah, I would definitely fade that for sure. So the reason why I didn't think you were cheating by naming two is because I'm going to name the entire Houston Texans backfield. <laughs> I, have, oh, wow. I have no idea who is going to get the volume there. Um, I, I just I don't like this offense one bit. Uh, I, I think this team basically is the last year's Jets. I, I'll be surprised if they win more than one game. And I, I like I said, I just don't know who's getting the volume. I'm just completely staying away, not even a thought of playing anyone in that backfield you know what's going to happen or i see happening one of them is going to do good this game and i don't know which one but one of them's going to do good and then that is going to be the waiver wire pickup right. of the year and they're never going to do anything again because this is their best matchup all year yes hmm. i I, dev- I could see that good point uh, but my sit of the week is deandre swift he's going against a tough 49ers defense Looking to probably be down in most of the game. Uh, the Lions will have to be playing catch-up and throwing more than running. If you can, fade him this week. Do it. If not, just temper the expectations. I do think Swift and Jamal Williams, um, they'll split some, and they're both pass-catching backs, but I just don't trust it. I don't like the game script at all. Yeah, and I'm going to touch on that just because I was doing a DraftKings lineup this mm-hmm. week, and I, I seen... A bunch of studs down low, like for $6,000, Carson, it, it, it was a bunch of studs anyways. DeAndre Swift at the 7000 mark, I, I looked at that and right away I was like, I'm avoiding that this yeah. week. <laughs> They're taxing. Yeah. But they must, they might know something we don't, but yeah, I, I don't like the pick. He's barely playing. The coach is saying he's barely conditioned or he's almost not game ready. So if you can, fade him if you have to start him. I mean, start him, but hopefully get a touchdown. Um, but... Yeah, those are the sits of the week. Uh, I can't even remember them, so I'm not going to say them. <laughs> Let's go into the sleepers of the week. Um, at running back position, I got Mike Davis. Uh, going back to the Eagles and Falcons, this will be a very high-scoring game. 
I don't believe either team will be playing catch-up. I think it's just going to be a back-and-forth matchup the whole time. Mike Davis can catch passes. We saw that at Carolina last year, and I think he's a, just a locked-in running back, too. I think he's a locked-in top-20 guy this week. I like the matchup as well. I, I, I like it. I love the matchup. I do think that's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think either team can play defense. So, yeah, it's a good one. All right. Yeah, I'll go. Trey Sermon. I'm sticking with the backfield of the 49ers. I started Moster and my sleeper Sermon. I know I said his role might not be the the biggest role of the year, but I think it's going to do just fine for the Lions matchup. And every touch he gets will be valuable, just like Moster. And yeah, so get that backfield this week. Well, yeah, one thing I like too about that is if they're up a lot, they're going to give him, they're going to rest Moster and let see what Trey Sermon can do a little bit. Maybe not rest him, yeah. but, you know, not play no, him the whole de- time. So. I definitely yeah, think so. I, I agree. It's going to be a good game script for the running backs because yeah. uh, yeah. they should be way ahead. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with Damian Harris. And I, I know Miami, they, they do have a good defense. But I just think that Harris is going to get a lot of volume. I could see 20-plus carries in this game. Kind of like Trevor, I think they're going to want to protect Mac Jones, utilize the run game. And I, I think they this game that is going to be close enough to where they can stick to the run into the fourth quarter. I can see Damian getting a touchdown, maybe 80 yards. I'm not talking huge, huge numbers. But, you know, enough to be a sleeper. You know, if he's your number three, I would definitely think about playing him in flex. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a good play this week. Like that. And Ramondre Stevenson, I saw some news that he uh, wasn't practicing. He, They don't know if he'll be ready week one. Right. I kind of see him as an impact this year a little bit. I definitely do. I mean, that's even, more, that's even better news for Damien. So, yeah, I like that pick. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, well, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the receiver start of the week. Dan, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I mean, this one might surprise you guys because, you know, he's playing your team. But I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. And the reason why is I just don't think Buffalo offense can be stopped. They're going to run the, throw the ball so much. Last year, Diggs caught 10 passes for 92 yards. He didn't get in the end zone, but that, that doesn't mean he can't this year. Vegas thinks this is going to be a really high-scoring game. They have it at 49 and a half. The, the offense, like I said, is just too high-powerful. It's just too high-powered. And I think Buffalo is going to be leading this entire game. But I do think that the Steelers are not going to fall out of the game. So they're going to keep it close enough to where Buffalo is going to have to continue to throw into the fourth quarter, which I think even if they were ahead, they would still throw anyway because yeah. that's what they do. And I think Diggs is in for a big game. I no, really do. Stefan, yeah, he, he gives Steelers a lot of trouble. And... I about I tried saying it. I tried using the word us, but I use Steelers. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and they're not gonna run. They're not gonna be running a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he gives Steelers a problem. All right. Well, my start of the week, I'm gonna cheat with you guys. I'm going Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, both Bucks receivers. And I don't hate. I don't honestly don't hate Antonio Brown, but I'm not gonna make him the start of the week. But week one tonight against the Dallas Cowboys whose DBs did not improve, the Cowboys' offense will be flying with Dak Prescott back in the lineup, and the Bucks will have to continue to throw the ball. I see a lot of fantasy points in this game, especially in the passing game. I'm just hyped for tonight. Yeah. Now that you said that, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting yeah. hype all over yeah. again. That, that should be a fun game. I do think it's good. there's going to be some offensive points scored, a lot of fantasy points to go around. Yep, so. I do too. My star of the week is Devontae Smith, or Devonta Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, baby, and he's going against the Falcons. I might have seen this also, and 
it was oh Jalen Hurts. That's what made me think of. I knew I just seen it or heard it or something. But Jalen Hurts is gonna have a field day, I do believe, and it's gonna go to Smith. I, I think he's gonna just be the is gonna go around him on Sunday. I think the offense is gonna be going around Devontae Smith, and I think they're gonna score a lot against the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the number one on that team, I think. So he is surprisingly for a rookie, but he he probably deserves it on that team. Mm-hmm. And like like we said before, a great great match should be a lot of offensive points in that game. Yeah, yeah. honorable mention Sanders as well. We missed him on running back. I do like that Sunday. Miles <laughs> Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our sits of the week uh, at receiver. Kenny Galladay is mine. Um, sit this man and thank me later. He's not at a full 100% yet, still has a lingering hamstring injury, playing a tough Broncos defense, low-scoring game. The equation doesn't look good for me. Sit Kenny Galladay. All right, I mean, you know I've been iffy on him all preseason, so I want to see him do something, so I actually like that pick, even as a Giants fan. (laughs) It's just going to be scary if Ingram misses and then Saquon's on a, you know, Mm -hmm. touch count and Galladay's playing. That could be a workload, but okay, we'll see. All right, so I'll go with mine, and this actually is my sit of this is my lock sit of the week. Okay, so I'm gonna go Allen Robinson here. Mm. The the Rams is they they were they gave up the least amount of points to wide receivers last year. I don't see that changing. He's gonna have Jalen Ramsey on him. I have no confidence whatsoever in Andy Dalton. Uh, this is just a matchup that I do not like at all. 75% of the wide receivers last year that the Rams faced finished under 10 points. Mm. I see that happening again. Um, I mean, maybe I think this game's going to kind of get out of hand. You gotta If you play him, you're going to have to hope for some garbage time points. I think that could happen. But honestly, and I know you probably drafted him high, but I would seriously consider benching him if you have someone like Chenault on your bench, Corey Davis, maybe, maybe even Tyler Lockett. I'm out on Allen Robinson this week. Not for the season, just this week. That's just tough. To, I mean, even Kenny Galladay, but yeah. even way more tough to bench yeah. Allen Robinson. Yeah. It is hard to, to bench someone that you drafted that high. And I'm only saying, dude, if you have a really viable someone to replace him with. And if you don't, then you got to play him. But yeah, I mean, he is facing Jalen, so... Could be a Mooney week. Yeah, it could yeah. be a Mooney week. Good good luck, Allen Robinson. My sit of the week is Jamar Chase. Yes, they draft him, and yes, he was a beast in college, but I want to see what his, his role is in this offense. I want to see if he's getting that separation that all the bad news has been saying this offseason. So, yeah, it's just a little too high of a risk this week. Maybe next week I'll be saying start him, but I want to see what he's what he's doing this week yeah i don't think it's worth the risk yet i agree um but guys let's get into these sleeper receivers uh i'll go ahead and go start it off robbie anderson again it's a revenge game against the jets sam darnold is ready to show him that he's not bad it's adam gase that's bad the jets defense does not scare me and i see a good amount of scoring in this game i can see robbie getting in the end zone with at least six catches Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Revenge Definitely. game, baby. Yeah. Revenge game. All right, I'm going to go with my guy. I mean, I've already talked about him a few times today. I'm going to go with LaVisca Chenault. I've been on this bandwagon all preseason. He's one of my wide receiver breakouts for this year. 
I do think that the Jags are going to be able to run the ball against that that terrible defense of, of the Texans, which I think will open up the play action for for Trevor, and I think he's going to look for Chenault just like he did all in the preseason. I think they have a good rapport, and I really love this matchup, and this is a great week to play him. If you can find a way to sneak him into your lineup at Flex or wherever, go ahead and do it with confidence. Okay, <laughs> let's go. My sleeper, what was the guy's name who did the question? It was Gavin Jinx. Gavin Jinx. Well, this is for you, Gavin. Michael Pittman is a sleeper this week. He is going to have a good week. Wentz will be out there. Forget the news. He is going to be out there. And then he, he should soak up the targets. I really think he will. He's the one of the only wide receivers. So, yes, I, I like the matchup, and I think he will be a solid sleeper this week. Pitt, Pittman has the opportunity to seriously break out this year. If he if he balls out these first couple weeks when Ty Ty uh, T Y Hilton's gone, they will recognize that and they will throw him the ball a lot. Absolutely, so, like he has an opportunity these next couple of weeks to make make something out of it. So. I hope the best for him. Yeah, I, I think he has an opportunity to, to do that this year and, and be into the wide receiver, too, in next year's drafts. I, I think there's a real opportunity. Yeah, I agree. We, hey, there's six guys that sneak in there. so Every year, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and go to the tight end starts of the week. And I'll go ahead and declare it. Tyler Higby tied in for the Rams. He finally has the opportunity of a lifetime. He's on a great Rams team or a great Rams offense, and a quarterback who loves a good tight end. Gerald Everett has left the building, and the Rams are facing the Bears, who gave up 12 touchdowns and allowed the second-most fantasy points to tight end last season. Lock Higby in the lineup. like it. I think he's a sleeper for the whole season, actually, too. Well, he's the start of the week. Yeah, okay. My start of the week is Logan Thomas, and I'm going to hit a good stat. I haven't hit many stats tonight, but... Guess who ran the most tight end routes last year? Not Kelsey. This guy, Logan Thomas, ran over 600 routes, and it oh. was there was a good margin for second place uh, for route running. Yeah, I think it was Kelsey, but it was it was quite a bit lower. I see Fitzmagic being a little upgrade. He's going to sling it, and this man's athletic. I, I really like him. Safe floor, and he's going to beast. I think he has upside. Yeah, he ended last season on a tear. I'm pretty sure he was the number one wide receiver for the last, I mean, sorry, tight end for the last five weeks. And like I said, I, when when that happens, they, they really tend to bring it into the next year. I could see I could see that this week do for you, sure. Do you know he was drafted to be a quarterback? I did know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Who's the star? Who's the lock? I'm going to go. This one might surprise some people. I'm going Kyle Pitts. Okay. I like right. it. Eagles had a lot of trouble against the tight end last year. I think they're going to again. I think that th- th- they haven't done anything to improve their their linebackers, their safeties. They don't have anyone that can cover this guy. I think Atlanta's going to want to show him off, justify that fourth overall pick. This game's going to be high scoring, and again, just like in some of the other games we talked about, I think this game's going to go back and forth, so they're going to have to keep throwing into the fourth quarter. I can definitely see Kyle Pitts getting into the end zone. I wouldn't even be surprised if he broke the 100-yard mark this week. Mm. No, I do like Kyle Pitts, and yeah, he's going to be out at receiver, like in the slot, outside of receiver, so... Dude, he's just a a hybrid guy. They're going to have a hard time matching up on him. Mm -hmm. I like that. All right, let's go to the sits of the week. Cliff, kick us off. Mike Kosicki. Okay. He's playing the Patriots. Patriots are really good against the tight ends. And with all the new weapons, Fuller, 
Uh, I just want to see his role once again. Week one's tough, and I don't like going with the unknown role plays. So uh, I'm going to go sit Mike Kosecki. I don't think he's going to be that great of an option against the Patriots. I do want to say Will Fuller will be out week one, but they do have okay. Parker still, Waddle. And, I mean, it might even be Waddle. worse with yeah. um, with Fuller coming back week two. So, yeah, I like that. Cool. Um, I'll go ahead and go. Mine is Gerald Everett, tied in for the Seahawks. Uh, I, I do like the season for him. I really do. But he's coming into the matchup against the Colts. Uh, last year, the Colts only let up three touchdowns to tight ends and allowed the fifth lowest points to them. Darius Leonard is locking him up. Mm. Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the league. Tackle machine. That's part of the reasons they are so good against tight ends. And defense, fantasy leagues, IDP leagues, go get Leonard. He's a beast. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, TJ Hawkinson. And you said that the Colts only gave up three touchdowns to tight ends last year. 49ers only gave up four. So they're pretty much just as good. They actually gave up the least amount of points last year to the tight end. And they only only one tight end last year had more than 50 yards. They just lock down the tight ends. Um, I, I think that this is just not the matchup you want to play them. You probably have to start them. There's not a lot of good tight ends out there. Just temper your expectations. I don't want to. You're going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing a kind of a, a similarity here with – uh, these tight ends we don't want to start. There's good linebacker. I mean, Fred Warner, he's absolutely a beast, yeah. So uh, maybe there's a correlation there. Like, let's go ahead and go into the sleeper tight ends. Uh, mine is going to be Dallas Goddard. Uh, I'll go the tight end on the Eagles, who still has some juice left. <laughs> we will see this game. Uh, we will see this game. Who is you know who comes out to be the almighty tight end? And if I had to put my money on it, I think it's going to be Goddard. High-scoring affair against against the Falcons, and you starting to see uh, some similarities with you know having our a lot of players in these games with bad defenses. But they gave up the fourth most fancy points to the tight end position. Look for seven plus targets, and at that position, that's hard to come by. Well, we're, I think we might have to kind of disagree on this one because mine is Zach Ertz, Ooh. and for a lot of for a lot of the reason you said, you know, the it's it's a pretty good matchup tight end wise. But I just think people are sleeping on him. He had that one bad year. I'm he didn't, sleeping. He didn't forget how to play football. He just had yeah. a bad year. The Eagles didn't trade him. You know, maybe there wasn't a lot of takers, but they didn't trade him because I think they know he could still play. Um, I, I, I think that they're going to play a lot of 12 personnel. I think they're both going to be in the game. Hurt, um, Jalen Hurts, is I think, was looking for him a lot in the preseason. And I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm up. I actually like both of them to be honest, but I think Hertz might end up being better scorer this week. Hertz to Hertz, <laughs> let's go. We might have to make a bet on that. We might have to. Right, we'll talk about it. My sleeper, Austin Hooper. The Chiefs were bottom ten, or maybe even I think it was eight against tight ends last year, and he had a solid. He played them in the playoffs last year. Had a solid game. He put up some numbers. And then if he doesn't end up splitting too much with Najoku, Njoku, yeah, Nj- whatever, Njoku, yeah, uh, he'll be a solid pick, and he could. I think he could really find the end zone in this game. I think uh, they're gonna lock it down in the red zone for the run game, and then maybe have to pass it. And I see Hooper. 
Yeah, and Ooh, one of, one of my leagues, I played the uh, you know the zero tight end strategy, so I ended up getting Hooper, and yeah, so I'm on your train right now. Are you starting him? <laughs> I have to. He's my only tight end. Okay, <laughs> I like that. And the, the head coach said he wanted him to be way more involved this year. So I did see that. I, yeah. I know that's could be coach talk, but I I like to just hear that about him. So because I mean he was a beast two years ago on Atlanta. He was the number one, number two tight end. So. Fun fact I seen on Instagram today. He, yeah. uh, Matt Ryan, or <laughs> Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Odell, and Jarvis were on the practice field. Took a little picture. You don't see Njoku and all them. You see Hooper. That's a good sign. All right. I'm just we're just excited for tonight. Uh, and yeah, we're just super pumped. Follow the Twitter at Diehard Podcast. We're ready to get the ball rolling, and hopefully we helped you these last couple. A podcast to get some waiver wire pickups and see who to start and sit but thank you yeah. guys again join us every week or we could do your waiver wire picks every week or do the start sits every week sleepers hopefully we can help you out